Welcome to the Transformation Cafe with your host, Robin Misevich. Transformation Cafe, a weekly half hour of light, topical conversation about health, wellness, happiness, personal growth, spirituality, and other insights. We're glad you're here. Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul. Now, let's get started and introduce our diners for tonight's show. I want to welcome everybody to the Transformation Cafe. I'm your host, Robin Masevich, and we are in our third show with the Cafe Book Club. Woo-hoo! We're doing the game called Life with Kay Gailey. Kay, how are you tonight? I am fabulous and glad to be with you again. Yes, yeah, so thankful and, and so glad to have you with us tonight. And as always, my co-host, Miss Amy Frost. How are you this evening, my lovely sister? I'm doing fabulous. I brought a deck of cards. I'm ready to play the game. Okay, last week she brought she bought <laughs> she brought dice. This week she's bringing cards. I don't know if she's really getting the concept, Kay. We keep trying to yeah, like toddle her along and say, "Girl, <laughs> girl, let's just gotta, you know." Okay, well, you know, everybody. Everybody needs to double down. Well, you know, we do that in life. I think sometimes we need to double down, so that's good. <laughs> Well, I want to go ahead and do a little bit of review with uh, the last couple episodes that we have. And the last episode was just 359. We did chapters three and four. And gosh, if you haven't listened to that one, oh my goodness. Wasn't that a great show, you guys? Yeah, it was a great show. I'm just going to agree for everybody. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, we were talking about redefining success. And we're going to get into this a little bit more tonight. But it's about our intentions are really the, the, the goals of the soul. So we're really going to get into that, talk a little bit more in depth about that tonight. But um, in chapter three, we also talked about the compass of the heart. And I loved Amy had shared a story about she has a, a person she's counseling and she said, you know, put your hand to your heart for guidance and, and what you need to be doing. And boy, that is so powerful. And that's just something I really, really encourage everybody to do. And we also talked about how, you know, the number one thing that's really important, I think one of the the secrets to the game of life is just asking, you know, asking for help, asking for questioning, you know, questioning things and just really, you know, saying, you know, what's my next step? What's my next baby step? And always just in this place of guidance, knowing that, you know, we have to ask, you know, thou, you know, ask and you shall receive, you know, that's something that's totally a part of these different guidelines. So jump anytime you need to, Kay, if you need to be, you know, uh, directing or, or adding on to any of this stuff. You're doing a great job. I was just going to add that, <laughs> ask and then live. To the answer, <laughs> <laughs> or just you know, ask and Robin will hopefully be able to you know. <laughs> and then, um, Robin, and then one thing I thought was yes, same. So I, I just want to in in chapter five here. I, I really want to kind of bring this point home. She, she um, Lizzie says, "Oh Helen, I hadn't expected you with a start." And she said, "You held your heart open and asked a question that invited." invites divine support in. So here I am. So I think that you, you, you're asking even when you don't know you're asking. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. every thought yeah. is a prayer. Because every right. thought and is a was, prayer. Yeah, and we talked about that in Chapter 1 and 2. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really reviewing now. But that's exactly right. I mean, you know, both Amy and, and Kay have shared that this is one of these books that you can get it out every 
three months, six months, you know, however, however, how many times you just kind of feel like I should look at that book again. It's just, just really, it's a, it's a very quick read, but a very profound read. And being able just to remind us on a continual basis about, you know, the, the way that the, this game is, game is basically played. And I think it's just really, really important. And, you know, along with chapter uh, three, it was talking about, you know, the big picture is always changing. So it's really important to not get too uh, caught up in the past and, and maybe in, even in the future, but being being very being willing to be very much in the present moment. And boy, you know, that's just such a, a thing that's really come into our culture that I'm really happy to see that so many people are really, you know, seeing the value of being able to pause and stop and, and being able to say, you know, where am I right now? And, you know, what do I need to know about things? In being able to embrace the oneness of what's happening when you know, get a group of people together. It, being in the oneness is really what helps us to get access to spirit and to, you know, to the support that's really literally just, you know, waiting, nipping at the, you know, the bit to be doing something, anything for us when we basically just say, help. And they'll go, okay, good. Finally, they said something. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and then in chapter four, we talked about rewriting our stories and boy, that's so, so important. I'm, I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit more on that, Kay where we, you know, we really, we just go along on autopilot all the time and we don't really realize that it's, it can be just these small things that we do differently that can totally change our lives by, you know, just driving a different direction, you know, driving a different way home or just doing, just doing different things. You know, it's, that's funny because we were talking about that last week and I've had so many people just say, you know, I, I hadn't worn, you know, it was like clothes or something like something. I haven't worn this in 10 years. And for some reason, I just felt like it was time for me to get it out and wear it again. That kind of thing, you know, where people were realizing that bring up some of these things that, you know, that gave me joy for whatever reason I put it down or do something a little bit differently to give me stuff. So it's really making those little gestures for yourself. And then, you know, as you do that, it's it's just taking personal responsibility for all of our choices. And when we could really come from that point of like knowing that you're making an impact, that you're making those choices, that could be something that really um, literally just changes you at a soul level. So, you know, with that, you know, I love how Amy, you know, brought in the whole remembering and the reminding us about, you know, I just, I put my hands to my heart, I opened my heart and I asked a question and then I started getting, getting, receiving messages. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's being able to move, move from that place. So in chapter five, they were, t- we were talking about being, you know, being in the present. Oh, I, I thought you said it had wanted me to say something more about chapter four. Yeah. Are you ready to go on to five? No, go ahead. Whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to elaborate on or add to. Yeah. For those who may not have heard us last week, that because part of this mission in this life is to learn spiritual lessons, our lives are really set up in a way that is designed to start us out just the opposite way that we're supposed to be going. So we are in this karmic story and it's our job to leave that karma behind and to be very intentional in the future. And so we talked about how important it was to be aware of what is real and what is real is tuning into that, that commitment that we made, our intentions, our goals of our souls that we made before we were born. And all the other noise that goes on in our world isn't real. And so it's really important to be aware that we're always wanting to go back to what was it that I came here for as opposed to what what's my habit 
of life been? Mm-hmm. And that's so profound because it's so easy to get caught up in the, the busyness and what's going on and forget to ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, you know, we were talking a little bit about um, you may have these um, meetups that you're supposed to do with other people and they're not fully um, in their present moment. And so they get caught up in something. And so they have to, things need to get reorchestrated with another person that's going to be able to help you keep, you know, keep helping you, assisting you with your intentions and the things you're wanting to do. I thought that was really fascinating. About, you know, having that be, okay, plan W. (laughs) (laughs) This person, this person's like way over in left field here. We didn't, you know, you know, they, they made these choices that, uh, okay, things, things change. It's like, like everything is changing all the time. The big picture is changing. So. So I think that's just something that, you know, it really kind of helps you to be able to embrace that in just a different way. So I, I, I'm excited to be talking about, because in chapter chapter five is called Reconciliation. I'd love for you to elaborate on, on you know, that was an interesting um, title for what we're really, you know, what we're talking about here. Yeah, I would like to step back and talk about five and six really as a couplet, because so far in the book, we've really been kind of getting the general concepts. Chapter five and chapter six are really very detailed examples of how to do this in our daily lives. And chapter five is particularly to to win at the game called life requires us to be in the present. So, what chapter five is, is how do we reconcile all those things that keep us from being in the present? And there are a number of things, but the the two key ones we learn about here are our commitments that we make mm-hmm. and forgiveness. And that when we're really clean about both of those things, we don't have all the guilt and blame and shame and all those things that pull us back to the past or propel us into the future because we're trying to prevent the past happening again. And Mm. so this chapter is really about how is it that I learned to be really in the present. Mm. And to be in the present. So how do we do that? <laughs> what, the fast so, food version? Yeah, I want the well, fast food version. Yeah. The fast food version. Microwave, is, microwave. It's what Amy was talking about with her person, which is like focus on your heart. You know, mm-hmm. hold yourself in oneness, ask a question, and listen for the answer. And those are the, you know, that's always going to take us back to the goals of our soul being in integrity with all that is those three simple steps that the answer is always there. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got my friend, Elise has joined us. So if, you know, whether, you know, if she wants to say something or not, it's okay. But it's funny too. She's, she's sitting at the table with us. Yeah. Hello. 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 I'm, Hello. I'm Hi. Hey. Nice to meet you. Hey, welcome to the cafe. Thank you. Hello, Robin. <laughs> Hello, Kay. Nice so, to meet you. I, your book will be in my hands probably by tomorrow or the next day. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm taking it in right now. I 
I'm not accustomed to asking too much, which is interesting for me, to asking uh, a guide, an angel, a the universe, uh, what's, what's why I'm here. I try to figure it out myself. <laughs> so I think just the process of asking is important for me. It's not something I'm accustomed to doing. So that I'm kind of like at that threshold just to know how to ask and who to ask. And, you know, I mean, you say the answers are there, but I, you know, I have a strong mind as most people do. And sometimes the mind gets in the way. So I think one of the accessibility to the answers is a biggie for me. Yeah, I have well, a question about that. Like, like just that awareness is moving you into your divine legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. How have, do we know uh, that? Uh, go ahead, Robin. I was going to ask, Kay, how do we know when we get something that it's really what we need to be knowing is it's the guidance that we're getting? How do we know that? How do we trust it? Yeah. Well, I will tell you both my own personal experience and a lot of people that I've coached. The answers almost always will be there so instantaneously that there's almost the tendency to dismiss it because it's mm-hmm. like I didn't finish ans- asking the question and there was an answer. Could <laughs> uh, you slow down? <laughs> I remember I when it was I too was fast. Doing, doing my intentions and a couple of times I'd have people say, well, I got an answer already and you hadn't finished the question. Is that okay? <laughs> Say absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and often the answer maybe doesn't even make sense to you mm. because um, remember, we've got this huge matrix with all these millions of moving parts and all you know is your one moving part. And so what will make sense to your one moving part maybe doesn't make sense to that whole matrix. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I always seem that it's it's kind of seems like that. It's like 180 that you were like, I never would have thought of that. You know what I mean? You know, you know it's not you kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I have a question about the timing. Um, I think I heard you say something in the background when I was outside that constantly changes so so is there a do we have an answer or does is it only in the moment that you ask in other words it it's only in the moment that you ask because it could be you know five minutes from now it could be something different and so that's why it's important yeah you get your answer and you act on it um, and the reason it keeps changing is some people get answers and don't act on it. Mm. And and so then that that kind of, it's sort of like if you imagine a jigsaw puzzle, it's like every time somebody doesn't act on what they've gotten, it's just like taking that whole jigsaw puzzle and <laughs> throwing it up in the air and we're going to start all over again. <laughs> oh, wow. What now that comes to mind is, you know, when, you know, like when you're doing jump rope, right? You've got two ropes going and there's a certain window to get in. And if you don't get in, then mm. somebody else has to get in. That's good. That's a good one, Amy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a process to this reconciliation, this process of connection. There's like you have a three-step process here that I love us to, for us to kind of walk through a little bit. So the number one says you need to, we hold or hold ourselves in oneness. I want you to talk about, so if, you know, somebody who's new to this, this whole idea, what would that mean to be holding myself in a oneness? Well, this is where we think about ourselves being one with every, everything in the universe. So we see to kind of the margins of ourselves melt away and, I somewhere I've I've got a picture of a a bunch of Valentine's kind of hearts mm-hmm. with a bunch of ribbons connecting all of them, and so what our job is to do is to kind of step out of our ego, step out of our karma, and just be in that flow of connection of everything that is, and it's at that point, and then we go to that second place and where you ask what would the universe want us to do right now that is in alignment with our intentions. Because remember, we talked in earlier um, chapters about our purpose is to learn certain spiritual lessons, to perform, perform spiritual work, and to develop our gifts and talents as fully as we can. So when we ask that what would you have me to do now that's in alignment with our intentions that's going back to what it was that your soul chose before you came into human form. And then that third step is just what we've been talking about and that's listen and then follow precisely. And I, you know, I was having a conversation last weekend with somebody about the book and he said, well, how much of this is you? Well, some of it's my clients some of it's me, some of it's different examples. But the the story in, um, actually, I think it's in Chapter 6, where Lizzie's thinking about this quilt that she started as a young woman. And I had really gotten to a place where I was cleaning out some of these old commitments, and that was one that I wanted to get rid of. And I literally had the the advice that is in the book, which is she gets this advice to go to this church that she doesn't go to on that specific morning and walks in and there's these, this bunch of women who are making a quilt. And that really happened to me. And, but it was like, okay, I have these, this list of broken commitments and this is one that I want to complete, what would you have me do? And I get this nonsense message, but I did it. They were delighted to get my quilt. It really did support a charity that I personally had done a lot of volunteer work for. And it it just, all the pieces come together, and you just can't know until you ask and you listen carefully and then you move out on what you you ask or you're told. You know, I thought that was a beautiful story and lo- just looking at it more from a metaphoric level about a patchwork of things, you know, all these aspects of myself being put together and not having it finished. You know, and then having it being guided to going to church, having get you know uh, some spiritual guidance coming in to basically get it completed. Yeah, 
So in a spiritual, you know, using it metaphorically, I thought that was very, really a unique way of being able to tell it. Yeah. So I want to throw it. Felice and I, she's in Santa Barbara and I'm here visiting her. And we've basically been doing exactly what Kay says, holding in that oneness, asking the universe and listening. We're getting answers. They are so, some of them are so insane and magical and coming together that it's, we find ourselves having a hard time believing it because it's so magical yeah well the mm-hmm. synchronicity the synchronicities exactly so we're we're, we're you know I, I am i believe police is too a little stunned, a little stunned and we're yeah. trying to okay my, how do i fight my brain from trying to say that really didn't happen does that make sense yeah absolutely it also so sometimes feels to me when you get in this flow and it, it almost feels like the more you follow the advice, the more advice you get and the faster it goes. And that yes. sometimes it just feels like the world's spinning around you. And it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, how do I surrender myself and just allow myself to be into that flow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah without, you know, stop, you know, putting your hands up against the wall, right? To try to slow it down. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Why just like you just put your hands up and go, okay, keep laughing. <laughs> okay, that would be a Robin. Yeah. You throw your hands up in the air. Yeah, that's, that's a Robin. Robin. Yeah, that's, that's Robin. Robin. Well, you know, I just think of like, and I think it, I would think it's a Buddhist tradition anywhere. It, it just says, and this too, and this too, and this too. You know, it's an automatically yeah, a sense, sense of, of, of awareness and openness of being, you know, mount, you know, like we talked about before about, you know, beginner's mind of like, okay, and this too. So it's, it's, and, you, you know, know because. because you know, it's that saying that the universe is always saying yes. So what are you asking for? Well, and I, I don't want it to you scare know. people. And part of what I want, I guess part of my point is, it's almost like getting an ice cream headache. This ice cream yeah. is fabulous and you love it. There's like, <laughs> yeah. an ice cream headache from all these amazing things that were happening so fast to us. You know, so it was like, okay, stay in the game, even though it's kind of like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. And know that that may be part of it, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It probably is part of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or how do, how do we know? Because it's happening, right? Because it is happening. Yeah. 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 Well, I'd love first to move on to the... Uh, the forgiveness part, I think, would be good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just love for us to make sure that we get this because if we there's a four step process in in like moving from you know those ideas of you know for the process of reconciliation. Um, there's also uh, moving from looking at forgiveness and you know God's you know it's God's nature. And I'd love for you to talk about that, Kay. Well, I I'd like to tie just a little bit more on the commitment. I think it feeds the forgiveness that broken commitments and. And the way that I write about this is anything that we decide we're going to do, whether it's buying a book that we never read or telling somebody we're going to do something, those are all things that suck energy out of us and hold us in the past. And so it's really important for us to be aware at any point in time, where are my open commitments and how do I close those? And that's where the forgiveness comes in because a lot of times you need to forgive somebody else. You need to ask for forgiveness from somebody else. You need to forgive yourself. And 
it, it seems to me the the place that we are closest to being in God's nature is when we are in one of those forgiveness processes. So whether we're giving forgiveness to somebody else or asking for it, it's God's nature to forgive. And when we go through that forgiveness, we are as close as we can be to being one with God. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems to me like in our karmic world, we sort of think that if we have to ask for forgiveness or give forgiveness, it's a status thing. You know, I lose status if I have to say I made a mistake and ask for forgiveness. And But that's not the way it is. I don't think that's the way God wants us to be. He wants us to keep it simple. And so I talk about this four-step forgiveness process, which is just tell the truth. You know, I said I was going to do this, and I didn't. And then ask for forgiveness. And, you know, just keep it as simple as possible. No excuses. No long, convoluted stories. Just this is the truth. Forgive me. Say thank you for the forgiveness. And then ask, how how can I make it up to you? And that, you know, it's a pretty simple, straightforward, quick process, but it does get rid of that energy because we've all had somebody promise that they were going to do something and then they didn't do it. And even though it's not, may not be a big deal, it kind of weighs on the back of your brain that that person never did what they said they were going to do. And so this keeps us as a, this whole chapter is it's about how do you stay in the present. So what do you do if you, you've gone through that process, you know, you tell the truth and you ask for forgiveness and say, thank you and make amends. And that person really isn't, isn't willing to, you know, to, to forgive. I would say most of the time they are. There are going to be some times that you know that I can remember forgiving my mother once for something that she didn't think she did, and she was quite angry. <laughs> and so I think it's really important to to ask yourself, you know, is this something that may be hurtful to the person? Maybe it's not appropriate. Then you can do the same process just with you and God without necessarily bringing the other person in. But I would say most of the time when when I've had things like that, it's like the person's been very open to just saying, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's get okay. this behind us. And I like, you know, when making that amends, make sure that you don't set yourself up again. I like how it talks about how um, setting up to do computer work and that it was coming up again. It was like, oh, goodness, I really still need help. But it's like, no, I can't do that. But I could review a press release. That's something I'm really good at. So right. doing that. And something I wanna, enjoy. And something I enjoy is part of my gift. Mm, so you're bringing joy in, in, in the, and you're using your gifts gifts through the, through that process. Yeah, that's beautiful, being able to move with that. So, and then chapter 16 is about integration. I'd love for you to talk about, you know, integrating this. How, how do we get, the, how do we wrap it all in, into a pretty bow and, you well, know, and all that? Yeah, this chapter really, we have a, a sequence of things where Lizzie's gotten guidance 
and then she's going out and actually doing the things that she got guidance to do. And then sort of like is happening with Amy and Felice, um, it's, it's surprising, you know, it's like, and all the pieces, anytime you take one step in the universe to resolve something, almost always it resolves a whole bunch of other things. There's other things that are connected. And so incident, a situation at a time, Lizzie tries, we talked earlier about the quilt. She's re- giving some books away in another situation. She's uh, resolving or finishing a press release that she promised a neighbor to do a long time ago, and she hasn't carried through with that. And each one of those times, it's not just that one situation, but she discovers that when she does that, there's a trickle-out effect mm-hmm. that serves the universe. We've only got about a minute left to just kind of wrap up the, you know, this wonderful show. So um, what would be something that, you, you know, you want to make sure that that um, our listeners and in, in just really honoring these chapters for, uh, you know, the book? Um, I would encourage people to ask what's keeping me out of the present mm. and then fix it, you know. Whatever you need to do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And and that could take a lot of forms. When I stopped working last winter, one of the first things I did was just go through my whole house. And I got rid of 10 boxes of stuff in my pretty small Mm -hmm. place. That was all Mm -hmm. stuff that, you know, at one point I felt like I was committed to, but it was just like, no, that's history. Mm-hmm. And I think it's real profound when you were saying that, that those, those are things that are holding you back. So why yeah. not get rid of that? You know, having those things, that, it's to me, it's like, you know, having that big sack that you're basically dragging around behind you. You don't even realize you're dragging it. Yeah. But there it is dragging you around. So like, so, so, um, well, thank you, Kay. So, so appreciative of your insights. It's so wonderful. Thank you, Felice and Amy, as always joining us. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So next week we'll be, we'll be, next week we'll be doing chapter seven. So we're looking forward to that. So just have a really soulful week and, you know, uh, spend a little time every day with your hand on your heart and just asking some kind of a simple question, just like saying, you know, what's my next step? And, uh, you know, follow that, follow that, uh, that beautiful thread and see how glorious your life can become. All right. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Transformation Cafe podcast. To learn more, visit transformation-cafe.com for show notes, guest information, and links to previous shows. You can also subscribe to the Transformation Cafe podcast on iTunes. Join us again next time at the Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul.